Wisconsin's Afternoon News is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's Sandy Max. How are you? I am Sandy Max. In for John McCure, Mike Spaulding in as co-anchor with Traffic and Weather. Bob Brainerd in for Greg Matzik on sports. And we are happy to be here on this July 3rd, especially flying high after a Brewers victory over the Cubs. Heck of a game today. How about that? Exciting. Exciting. And uh, hey, for your first day on the job, <laughs> Jones didn't do too bad, did he? Yeah. The guy, the guy they signed this morning, who was at AAA in the Dodgers organization, decides to waive that. The Brewers need somebody because Brian Anderson goes on paternity leave. And the first pitch as a Milwaukee Brewer, he triples in three runs. To tie the game at six, and Milwaukee goes on to win it eight to six. On a beautiful summer day, that is just wonderful. Uh, we're gonna have some fun on this uh, Independence Day Eve. Yes, the Fourth of July hot dog eating contest returns. We'll talk about that. Safety tips for your partying. Partying. How to be kind to vets and pets. Community events around Wisconsin. Uh, Sandy saw it. It was my experience with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We'll uh, also dip into how artificial intelligence is improving maybe movies and now maybe professional tennis. And, of course, we're going to keep an eye on the weather for your holiday tomorrow. And you know what tonight is, everybody? Boom, boom time? Oh, it's boom, <laughs> boom, boom on the lakefront. It is the annual 3rd of July fireworks display on Milwaukee's lakefront. And it is my pleasure to bring into the WTMJ studio Jack Rao, our reporter, who you have spent time on the lakefront today in Veterans Park. I did spend some wonderful time on the lakefront in Veterans Park. I've been to 4th of July in a lot of different places. Nothing like what I saw in Milwaukee. Milwaukee knows how to throw a party. It was absolutely fantastic what, what I got to saw there. What impressed you about uh, the party-throwing abilities of the Wisconsin fireworks fans i walk up to veterans park i see all of these people having a great time excited to see some fireworks and my first thought is wow what a wonderful display of humanity all of these people just getting to spend time with their with their friends with their family everybody from uh different walks of life talked to this one family who said that they were on this huge road trip started in hawaii and driving all over the united states and made a spot specifically to be in milwaukee going from California, you know, in this part of the United States, all the way to Pennsylvania. And they made sure to be in Milwaukee for the Veterans Park fireworks. So that is something I've never seen before. That's Incredible. Point of Wisconsin pride. That makes me happy <laughs> that they made a point to come and hang out on the Great Lakes. And is it a lot of tents? Is it a lot of blankets? What are the what are the setups down on the lakefront today? Tents for sure. I was talking to this one family and I there was one thing that uh you know kept drawing my eye i just saw this one child just like asleep sprawled out and i was like after a long day of work that's me but definitely a lot of tents people having a great time the the grills the coolers the games i saw somebody playing basketball it was great any fun weekend activity i saw the great game of bags not cornhole people not cornhole i saw the great game of bags and that made me very very happy so it was it was a great Fourth of July weekend, and it's only going to get better from there. People start getting more excited about the fireworks. The sun starts going down. I've never been to Milwaukee for a Fourth of July, and I'm very very excited to see it. It sounds like you'll be surrounded by other people interested in the fireworks display. Uh, can we hear a sample of some of the folks that you you spoke with? Oh, absolutely. I've been alive. Fargo. So we came to watch the fireworks at Veterans Park because we heard it be lit. The Cubs playing tomorrow. <laughs> people are nicer here. Heavy on the nice. They actually say hello when you walk past. I think for me, it's family. Um, coming down here back in the late 60s, 
when I was like, you know, five, six years old. It's lit. We bring lots of games. Uh, we hit every food truck that we can, drink some alcohol, and lots of water. So what did you notice when you were down there? So when I, having covered this community for a while, a few 4th of Julys, uh, I encounter people who once made a makeshift living room. Mm. I encounter people who brought chairs and couches and things, and they made the diet, or the coffee shop from Friends. <laughs> That's um, incredible. We've done a bunch. Uh, anything that stuck out to you? Were there any like makeshift homes at the lakefront that you noticed? I didn't see any makeshift homes, but I definitely saw what could have been at least a thousand dollars worth of speaker equipment just in the back of somebody's car, bl- playing some of the greatest Latin music I've ever heard. That was really really fun. Uh, the first thing. The first sense I picked up was smell this incredible barbecue truck that I wish I would have had the time uh, to stop and stay at. But the thing that just stuck out to me is that everybody just really wanted to be there. I've heard about, you know, the makeshift coffee shop. Uh, I heard about a makeshift bar, which unfortunately I was not able to see. But, you know, people see the the 620 WTMJ microphone and they, you know, want to get in front of it. They want to be able to celebrate and uh, say, hey, we're having a really, really great time here. Um so like I said, just the just the humanity of people really enjoying being able to uh, take the time out of their very, very busy schedules and come to the beautiful city of Milwaukee, to the wonderful Veterans Park, and be able to just, you know, appreciate this country that we have. This is a culture that knows how to tailgate, so we oh, know yeah. how, we know Something how to, like that. Yeah, yeah, we know how to pregame for the fireworks on the lakefront. Jack Rao, thank you very much for your report. Oh, thank you so much. Nothing I'd rather do. Enjoy the fireworks tonight. Uh, they will be lit. We heard a lot of people that uh, <laughs> you talk to say mm-hmm. lit. Uh, the fireworks will get lit <laughs> at 930 tonight. And uh, expect slow travel after that because pretty much everybody is going to leave the lakefront after that. Uh, other fireworks displays to know about around our area. Muskego, McWanago, uh, Waukesha and Lowell Park, Menominee Falls. Uh, their parade uh, the, the access to their parade just began at 4.30, so I'm hoping everything in the Menominee Falls community is going fine along that parade route. The parade at 7, the fireworks at 9.30, Menominee Falls, Paddock Lake, Lake Geneva, the Grand Geneva Resort and Spa. Those are all locations that you can find fireworks tonight. And guys, are you feeling patriotic? Are you feeling proud of your country? I think so. I think anytime 4th of July rolls around, you get like the real solid America feels. You know, like you want to grill, drink a beer maybe, or adult beverage with your friends. You're just like outside. It's so nice outside. It's warm. It's sunny. It's, you know, everyone's around. Grilled meats in the air. I think so. You want to see the red, white, and blue. This is about as patriotic as you can get. From what, late May through the summer months. Like the summer months through early September, you're feeling really extra patriotic. I think so. Bob, patriotism? I I, I kind of side with Mike because Mike rattled off a lot of things that have nothing to do with patriotism. It has a lot to do with vacation and relaxing and a day off and the sights and sounds and the smells that go along with the 4th of July. That's what I envision. Um, I don't know if that makes me a bad American or not. That that I don't. I mean, I put my, my American flag goes in, in the holder, you know, tomorrow, first thing, bright and early. But I don't know if I equate that I have to go and do something that signifies my patriotism to the U.S. I think most Americans feel that way. I, I, I think most of them look at this as a day off. And a lot of them, as we, as we know, because we're all here today, a lot of them looked at this as a day to piggyback, take the day off, take another vacation day, and now you've extended the weekend. That's how July 4th, I think, for the most part, is viewed by a lot of folks. 
I would say the only thing that is more patriotic than the 4th of July is the Indianapolis 500 on Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but really, regardless of how you feel, you know, whatever's going on in politics, everybody loves the 4th of July. Everybody loves a reason to get together and grill and drink and have a great time that you think about all year. It's a low pressure holiday too when i think of yes. ranking like holidays you don't you don't need gifts you don't have to do anything except show up with some beverages and a smile on your face and maybe like a funny t-shirt but like there's no you don't have to exchange gifts you don't the, the pressure to make <laughs> elaborate foods you know you can do burgers hot dogs and brats or whatever it is everything is just so low pressure which is what i what makes it so enjoyable i agree so would you say that you're extremely proud to be an american Zero to 100, what's your, what's your feeling of how proud you are to represent the United States? I think it's a number that, that moves around a lot, Sandy. Uh, I, I, I think it's depending on the climate of the country and, of course, politics and just your, your overall feeling on what yeah. your world looks like, right? So mm-hmm. I, I, think it's, I think it's a number that, that moves and that there are days you wake up, there are weeks and months you wake up and you say, damn, I'm proud to be an American. And there's others where you're just like, and, you know, which direction is this country going? So I, I think it's not a finite number that you can pinpoint and say, that's the way it's going to be. It's going to stay that way the rest of the year. You grade it on a curve a little bit, right? Like, yeah. that's how I, I think of it. I, I think people look at it through a spectrum. And if you're high or low, I think it could, could vary on your month or day or whatever the thing that happened that week was. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think it's what it was at one point. You know, I think it was a lot different in the 40s, 50s. People just think you had just access to less and... You just it, were all it felt like moving in the same direction. And I guess naturally, you know, we're not doing that anymore. Well, the famous Gallup poll has been keeping track for the past 20 years. I will tell you that 67 percent of U.S. adults are extremely or very proud to be American. That tracks. I think I mean, that what is it? 60, 67 percent. That's a two thirds, which yeah. is, which feels good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, right. the, the bummer is. That 39% are extremely proud to be American, which is just 1% more than last year's 38%, which is an all-time low. And that's the <laughs> highest end of the spectrum, right? The extremely is, yeah, that's, is oh the my 10 gosh, out of 10, 100 out of 100. I'm wearing my red, white, and blue every single day. I have a flag. Yeah, extremely proud. Uh, and uh, in the breakdown, I mean, I suppose that isn't too surprising that it is... of Republicans, 33% of independents, and 29% of Democrats are the the way end of the spectrum extremely, extremely proud. And when Gallup first started asking this question in January of 2001, January of 2001, 55% of U.S. adults were extremely proud. But then remember, September 11th, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's... Went up to sixty-five to seventy percent between two thousand two and two thousand four at that end of the at that high end of the spectrum, and it's been declining ever since two thousand five. Uh, but it does remain in the majority level through twenty seventeen. It's been since twenty eighteen that extreme pride has consistently been below that, averaging about forty-two percent. So you asked us. Mm-hmm. Wonder what the listeners who are driving around, maybe they're leaving the ballpark. Wonder what as we get ready for the Fourth of July. You know, you toss this out at him. You toss it out to sure. man on the street and say, what do you think? And 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 does that number, as I said, does the number change? Would you say a number well, I'd today say, and then it would change again yeah, next week or, or next say, month? Let's keep it simple. Like what, what between zero and 100. Yeah. What's your what's your pride level? American pride level zero to 100. Text us the old National Bank talking text line eight, five, five, six, one, six, one, six, twenty. Text us how you're feeling and why. 
if you're feeling super supremely great and why or feeling a little maybe not so supremely great and why it's okay there we're a work in progress to say the least (laughs) (laughs) yeah we are so yeah let us know your level of american pride zero to 100 the old national bank talking text line 855-616-1620 Good afternoon. I am Sandy Max in for John McCure. Mike Spaulding in as co-anchor, also covering traffic and weather. Bob Brainerd in for Greg Matzik on sports. And it is July 3rd, the day before Independence Day. And a Gallup poll has reported that 67% of Americans call themselves extremely or very proud to be American. And uh, we're asking for you, 0 to 100, what's your level of American pride? Text us on the old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620, to 100, your level of American pride, and why? From Mo in Minneapolis, coming in at a 95 pride level as we get into our July 4th holiday. 95? Yes. All right. And from 262, uh, 75. I feel like we can always do better as a country, how we treat people and keep our country traditions going. Maybe if we could find some younger people to run for higher offices in government, we would all benefit have a great fourth. Again, I think this is a number that fluctuates, right? If we did this poll again in a week and asked the same people, would they still be at 95? Would they st- still be at 95, uh, 75? And if you ask them in a month, if you, you know, again, like, like Mike said, it's sort of like a fluid thing where just depending on you take the temperature of the country. Yeah. And I, I don't think you say, I'm this number, I'm 75, I'm 85, and it's going to stay that way because. You know, things happen. Things happen personally that reflect on your own life that you think, well, the country has done me wrong. And so now my number is going to go down. Sure. Well, that's that's the lit- that's the temperature today. Today. Yes. <laughs> As we close in on the, <laughs> for on the some biggest, of our TMJ yes. fans. Hey, something's been going on for 25 years that I was not aware of. And it can help you this holiday weekend. Have you heard of toe to go? Toe as in T-O-E or T-O-W? <laughs> Very or... good. T-O-W. Toe to go. No. And so, no. Nor no on I. the toe. And this, no on the toe. And this is a really useful service. AAA activates toe to go in Wisconsin. What you can do is call a toll-free ride, toll-free number to get a safe ride so that way no one drives impaired. They've been doing this for 25 years and they've picked up more than 25,000 impaired drivers from the road. It hap- you can activate tow to go through Wednesday, July 5th at 6 a.m. Free confidential rides provided by AAA's Auto Club. Free confidential rides available to AAA members and non-members. Wow. So no excuses, right? That's exactly what the Director of Public Affairs says. AAA gives drivers no excuse for driving under the influence of drugs, alcohol, or impairing medications. Uh, please treat toe-to-go as a last resort. Make plans in advance for a safe ride home. But if you're in Wisconsin or Iowa, tonight, tomorrow, or through 6 a.m. on Wednesday, you can call 855-2-TOE-TO-GO, and you can be fetched. And maybe if it's not you, tell your friends, uh, because I like the confidential. You know, it can be a stigma. It can be awkward. If you get in your car after you've been to a barbecue and you kind of realize, oh, I just fumbled trying to even get my key in the ignition or finding the button to press to get in the ignition yeah not good don't drive do they actually don't tow drive. the vehicle do you know Sam? yes or, yes so they do so okay so so again within no a excuse. 10 mile radius okay so again the, the excuse is out the window right it's like well then i got to come back i have to make arrangements to get my car the next day mm-hmm. they're going to bring you bring your car yep. both home safely yes 
So uh, appointments cannot be scheduled in advance. Don't try and beat the system. <laughs> this is designed as a safety net for those that didn't plan ahead or find themselves uh, a little too uh, too drunk or buzzed to drive. So tow to go. That number is 855-2-TOW-2-G-O. I thought that was, but I'm shocked after 25 years I didn't know that. Did not know that. Now we know it. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back with more um, movie reviews next. Who saw Indiana Jones? You did. (laughs) We'll share that next on Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. You know that music. I saw it. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Good evening, Dr. Jones. (laughs) You were the only good teammate on the show who followed up on our discussion on Friday about whether or not we're going to see Indiana Jones. Well... I don't know if it's a good teammate. I think it's a woman who has had a perpetual crush on Harrison Ford. That helps. Yeah. I figured since I've had such a crush on Harrison Ford since the 80s, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark and Blade Runner that tipped me in. And I wasn't even a teenager yet, but uh, I was too young when he was in the Star Wars films. But I figured this qualifies me uniquely to really judge the much-talked-about AI of making a younger version of Harrison Ford in the film. Because they de-age him, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will say they reverse age him. No spoilers, Sandy. I, no, I will not. He's younger. Okay. I'm good at that. Yeah, oh. no, I'm, I'm very good at not spoiling because I like people to go and have their own, you know, like the surprise. Like if there yes. was a cameo, I'm not going to tell you, hey, guess who shows up? You know, it's like, um, but it is a heck of an adventure. I give it four stars. It is fun. It's action packed. If you enjoy the series, you will enjoy this. But you don't even have time to wait for the AI de-aging. Right it's in of, the very first scene. Out of the shoot, huh? Yes. Okay. And it is seamless. It is convincing. It is fascinatingly excellent. And do did you ever see James Bond's Casino Royale movie? There's Yeah, the, but it's been a while. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. His name is Le Chiffre in that. Mm-hmm. He's the villain. And his na- his, the actor's name is Mads Mikkelsen. Well, they also de-age Mads Mikkelsen, really? the big Nazi villain in this film, and it is fascinating. It is so good. Because, you know, of course, you go right from the frying pan into the fire. Sure. It's a big train scene and fighting, and you know, there's there, the whole movie is kind of an endless pursuit, because guess what the story plot is? Pretty much the plot of every other Indiana Jones movie. Oh, the hero partners up with at least a couple of other people against the Nazi villain, to track down the sacred item. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. There you go. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's just the, the running of yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark and the series. I've seen a lot of people, Sandy, with this, hmm. this movie coming out. Yeah. They're ranking the five oh, okay. Raiders movies. Mm-hmm. So where would you slot it in one through five? Because I think most folks I've seen, they, they put Raiders number one. Raiders like, number one. I'm putting, oof. I'm putting this number two because, oh. because in Temple of Doom, Kate Capshaw's character is so annoying. She's so annoying. To you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she's annoying. But, but I think we can Indeed, all, I think yes. we can all it's a rank, classic. we can all rank Crystal Skull number five because it was just yes. so weird and so bizarre and the whole alien thing. I, that's what I've seen in the rankings I don't of social need to media ever see today. It, yeah, right. Twice. I mean, that's number five. So where you slot in this latest Raiders, mm-hmm. whether it's two, again, it's, yeah, it's not going to be one. One is one. No, one Raiders is Raiders. Is it. That's it. Yeah. But two, three, or four, yeah. I think that's up to you 
up to the folks to go and, and watch, watch I would, it This is fun, and I would watch it. I would definitely watch it another two or three times in the big screen. Okay. Like, I had that much fun. In, in I saw it screen. on the super screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had that much fun because another reason, uh, Fleabag fans, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is, plays his goddaughter and basically partner in trying to track down the Dial of Destiny created by ancient Greek mathematician Archimedes. You travel through time in this as well. So this is a good one. Uh, and you travel all around the world. But Phoebe Waller-Bridge plays a character named Helena. And, like, I want to be her BFF. Like, I want to be <laughs> Helena's BFF, and I want to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge's BFF. Like, she's a strong, cool, smart woman who's not grating and annoying like oh, Kate yeah. Capshaw was Back in Temple Kate. of Doom. Okay. I, she was. So you... So you... So, yes. What? So you like it, I obviously, did. quite a I bit. I did. On Friday, we talked about, do we need Indiana Jones to continue a la a James Bond? When Harrison Ford's done, do we expect another? So do you think they're going to run into an, a, a situation here where maybe Phoebe Waller-Bridge is young enough and is good enough to where they might not have a choice but to continue on? And without spoiling it, did you get a feeling that for indie fans, this is the end, or did you leave... Uh, maybe there's a chance that we get a, some sort of continuation. I think every franchise loves having that door open, and I love that idea of developing mm-hmm. her as this character because she's smart, she's clever, you know, she's resourceful. Heck of an actress too. I mean, yeah, 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 and okay. and young enough to carry it on for a few decades. But I will tell you, I am a credit watcher. Every film, even at home, I stay till the very last little slide in the copyright date. I am that person. There are no Easter eggs. There is nothing in this film. That, so there's a finality. Yes. Okay. That that would tell you. Okay. That, good. Yeah. Like this is the bookend. It would seem there there are no cheesy teases. And I also like that the script is smart. It's fun. There are some nods to moments in movies past, but it's not like wink wink. It's not so self conscious and trying so hard. Okay. It's a re- I think it's a really good film because one of our other teammates, Tony, hasn't seen any Indiana Jones movies and he's not that young. That's amazing. You know, he's not like he's yeah. 22. Just, it's like I get it's like but this would be one if you'd never seen any of the other films, you could walk right into this one. And it's 1969 in New York. They crash the homecoming parade of the Apollo 11 astronauts. Like there's just a lot of excitement and there's a lot of it's a it's a whole different world. It's a lot of fun. It's a it's a great summer popcorn movie. Sandy Max didn't spoil anything. Just no, her review. She no. likes it. Go watch it. Go see it. Be a part of it. Yeah, I, I, I that's thumbs up. Okay, Mike and I can go with you because you're going to go again. You said I so. Would. Mike and I can go with you. We'll buy popcorn. Hey, you know how the Marcus theaters are? They've got their value night. And I will tell you this: I found it odd. I bought my tickets on the app, and I got a notice that there's a tobacco use in this. Would you like to opt out? Oh no. Well, half of a cigarette is smoked, and then it's used in a key, like, escape moment. There's your spoiler. But that's it. There is no warning that, hey, you know, a whole lot of people are going to get shot with pistols in this. Right. Yeah. Regularly no- throughout the world. Yeah, Nazis are going to melt, but, <laughs> but be yeah. careful be that careful somebody's smoking a take butt. a couple yeah. of puffs. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of kooky. Okay. But, but yeah, so if you're looking for a fun summer blockbuster, it may not be a Top Gun Maverick, but this is worth, this is worth going to. And no one's going to argue with me. I love it. We don't I love it. You. See you next time. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ.
Wisconsin's Afternoon News. That's a Independence Day song if I ever heard one. And uh, if you want to get in on Greg Hill's 4th of July playlist, all you got to do is text the word FREE to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Text FREE to 855-616-1620, and you will have our 4th of July playlist curated by Greg Pancake Hill. So you can put that on while you're grilling in the backyard and... Sounds like it's going to be great weather. Let's welcome to the show TMJ4 meteorologist Kristen Kershane. How's the fireworks Hello. forecast? How are you? Oh, I'm I'm good, and the weather is so good, almost perfect for tonight for the fireworks show. Skies are going to stay mostly clear. Temperatures will fall into the 70s. It's just going to be a really, really nice night, and it's not overly humid outside, which makes it even better. It's good scientifically for the gunpowder and the fireworks, like the less humidity there is, I think. Okay, all right. I didn't know that. <laughs> I just learned something new. Oh, Kristen, I've worked many a 4th of July fireworks show throughout my career. I used to be behind the scenes working in the synchronized ones where, you know, the booms oh. go to the music and everything. And I, I've Ooh. known many a fireworks handler who may or may not have all their fingers who uh, can tell you all oh, the boy. science about how to pack those in and <laughs> the right order to pack the fireworks in. But, but yeah, you typically the less humidity the better loft and display you'll get with the explosion. Oh. Wow. Now who has the okay. EMS, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I'm just science. glad to, I was going to say, glad to speak some scientific language with you. It's all good. I'm into it. Yeah. And I'm so glad now, we dodged all of that rain. How did we manage oh. to not get all of the nearly nine inches of rain that parts of Chicagoland got? I know that was crazy, just crazy rainfall totals. And, you know, that system just passed far enough just to our south that we ended up hardly getting anything. Even down towards Racine and Kenosha, they had very minor rainfall totals. That was a very localized event. And uh, we could all use some rain, but we don't want to see that much rain all at one time. There was a lot of urban flooding that went around, uh, went on down around Chicago. So we're still looking for rain, but we don't want to see eight or nine inches all at no, one time. No, no. Is there any rain in the forecast for tomorrow for grilling? Let's walk us through our there 4th of July is. forecast. Oh, yeah, so oh. The 4th of July. Now, go, go on with your plans. Make those grilling plans. Go to the pool. Go to the beach. Do your thing. But know that there is a slight chance for a few showers in the morning could impact some parades. I think it would be a minimal impact though. And then in the afternoon and the evening, we're gonna look for just some of those pop-up thunderstorms. Hard to forecast exact location when we get those kind of pop-up storms. They form kind of randomly on different boundaries and things like that. Uh, but a pop-up storm, not out of the question. Main concern would be uh, some brief heavy rain and also some lightning. If one of those storms does pass your location and you're you know, having your grill or hanging out outside, just make sure you take it indoors until that storm passes. So lightning, uh, again, the primary concern for us. And coverage on Tuesday looks like it's going to be isolated at best. So I think a lot of the day is sunny and dry. It's going to be a hot day for the 4th of July, which we expect, right? But temperatures area-wide, even close to the lake, are going to make it into the 90s. So it will be a hot day, and humidity will increase dew points in the mid-60s. So it's going to feel kind of humid. So that's the story for Tuesday. As we get into Wednesday, we have a much better chance in the afternoon, evening, and into Wednesday night 
for thunderstorms. Rain showers and thunderstorms could see some heavy downpours and may see a few strong storms on Wednesday as well. So that's a day that we're going to be watching closely. Wednesday, still very warm and still very humid. What's our high for Wednesday and the rest of the week? All right, Wednesday, 87 for a high. Uh, Dew points approaching 70, so it's going to feel really sticky out there on Wednesday. Thursday is our transition day. Cold front will move through. Uh, We'll see a few rain showers Thursday morning. We'll hold on to some cloud cover, but temperatures will cool back off into the 70s, and we'll start to get rid of some of that humidity. Friday, beautiful weather, mostly sunny, highs in the upper 70s, very little humidity as we kick off the weekend and bringing back in the chance to see at least a few showers on Saturday with highs in the upper 70s. Summer is here. TMG4 meteorologist Kristen Kershade. Have a safe and happy fourth, Kristen. Thank you. You too. WTMJ Newstime 545. 4th of July. Fill your face with as many hot dogs as possible. One of the most bizarre traditions we have is the annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Mike, Bob, is this something that you look forward to every year? No. <laughs> also, no. no. Not Hard at all. Pass. Right? No. Okay, I, I thought it was I just know. me. Do we know how many years, Sandy, what year this will be? Actually, the lore is that uh, it was started in like 1916. But the oh, wow. First, but the first, that's an urban legend, supposedly. The first official recorded July 4th contest, 1972 in Coney Island. Wow. No, I've, uh, <laughs> I'm with Mike. I've tired of this. Because this is a record that I don't need to see broken because it's already disgusting to me (laughs) to watch a human being try to ingest that many hot dogs and buns and whatever they're dunking the hot dog and bun into. Water. That's water? water. It's like lukewarm tap water. You sound like the voice of experience or something. Look, I would be lying if I said I had never tried it. So when I, (laughs) in an earlier life of mine, uh, I was in Illinois doing radio in Illinois and there was a local... Uh, meat packing company there and they every year at a celebration uh like a like a little you know community festival like you have in small towns mm-hmm. uh they would do a hot dog eating contest and our radio station being a radio station we of course participated <laughs> because what that. else do we do in radio except participate in bits so um they asked who wanted to do it you know no hands shoot up at all obviously no one's volunteering because everyone's seasoned and knows what is happening sure me young person you know Rookie. eager eager <laughs> well, I'll try it. I'll give it a shot. So my buddy and I agree. We, well, the other guy that worked in the newsroom, two-person newsroom, we're both about the same age. So well, how hard can it be? So we go, we try the hot dog, eat, or it's like, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Man, we should practice first. <laughs> and like, <laughs> True. we'll just see. You can't like, expect you, to be great at everything what is it, the first what, time. What's sure. the flavor? Are they hot? Are the hot dogs cold? Are they warm? Just all those things. You know, you start thinking about your, your wind speed and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so... We go to the grocery store, we buy hot dogs, we make them, and we don't know where to put them because we're two single guys. We don't really have a kitchen table or anything, yeah. so we decide the trunk of a car in the parking <gasps> lot. So we get the water on the trunk, and we get, I think we had what, 12 hot dogs probably is what comes in a pack or whatever it is. Get them all out there, and we're like, okay, let's try it. So do a couple, dry, and I'm like, okay, well, this, this is very hard. It's really hard. Buns are very sticky. <laughs> the white bread of the bun is very sticky. So we... Eventually, like, all right, I guess we're going to have to try the water. We look at each other. Who wants to do this? You're already feeling bad because you've had three hot dogs in, like, five <laughs> minutes. All right, we'll try it. <clears throat> I do it once, and I will never do it ever again. Dunks in there. I'm like, this is gross. The bun, like, swells up. Have you ever, like, looked at a sponge when it's full of water? Sure. <laughs> That's what a white bread hot dog bun oh. will do. And you bite into it, 
and it doesn't drip. It like soaks it in. I'm I'm sorry, I even have to explain this. It soaks it in. So when you bite into it, yeah, it, it's like water. Like water squeezes. I don't know how else to describe this thing. It's like when you bite on a really cold rag and like water rushes into your mouth. But it's water from a hot dog bun. One of the most horrifying things I've ever done in my life, and will never ever so do it again. So did you even make it past the practice? Did no, you? No, no. Anyway, I didn't. But I'm it. not gonna. Oh, did, no, I didn't do it. I, my buddy learned. did. He did. He did it. Uh, got through like six hot dogs in ten minutes and called it a day. So you are no Joey Chestnut. No, my over under would be two, <laughs> two and a half maybe. You know, you know what his world record is. It's in the seventies now, isn't it? Seventy-three hot dogs in Ugh. ten minutes. Ugh. And he was a guest. You know our teammates. Down the hallway. Yeah, at ESPN, uh, ESPN Milwaukee. Uh, he talked with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, and they asked him uh, if vomiting disqualifies you. Are you disqualified if if you throw up? Absolutely, you are, uh, <laughs> and, and you get made fun of. <laughs> I, I, I'll so make, it's embarrassing. So I, I know and the that like get sick every time. Like, oh, I'm going to make fun of them. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll twist the knife. Good lord! Yeah, you got to keep them down. Ugh. Anyone can get them in. It's the keeping it down that would be the real well, the real issue. Just, well, and apparently not anyone can get them in, Mike, because you no. tried it, and it's very hard. All due oh, respect no to people who are competitive eaters, everyone thinks they can do it until they're in front of you and you take a bite. And you're like, oh no, I. But that, I think I eat faster in my head than I actually do in real life. Mike, that phrase, competitive eaters. There is MLE, the Major League. Eating. Yeah, it's it's just bizarre to me. Like, and then you know, like I'm friends with professional bowlers. Not everyone's a pro bowler. That whole amateur lifestyle that's difficult. You travel around the country bowling, and you don't make a lot of money. You do a lot of com- competitions. Like, if you're a competitive eater, like, are you just taking dares at bars? And like trying to hustle some money that way, I'm like, bet you couldn't eat ten hot dogs in ten minutes. I bet I could. Yeah. Oh, you know, like, how are you making a living as an amateur professional, amateur for professional eater? You know well, what I mean? It's a light. Well, it, it is. It is a lifestyle, and you can also professionally <laughs> eat a lot because when he was here, Joey Chestnut was talking about eating hot wings, about eating. Ooh. He was here for a burrito eating competition, first right? And forth. So, yep. Like you just have. I, I don't. That. I don't know how you find your innate ability to be able to do this. Some people pick up a violin and they're amazing at it <laughs> maybe you pick up a hot dog and you just yeah you find your calling right you do you're wayne gretzky with a hockey stick you just you so just know what it's going to be i don't i don't know That's it's never so been of bizarre. interest after trying it one time well you can enjoy it it will be on espn mm-hmm. tomorrow twelve thirty-five, or i guess eleven thirty-five for us and you can see the female champion mickey sudo uh she'll be on at 10 o'clock tomorrow on espn and she's 3. at what 48 and a half 43 uh 40 she holds a world record for eating six hot dogs in one minute, but I think we just reported something like 42 and a half or 43 okay, and a yeah, half. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> bless you. I'm just going to stick with two brats at a, at a cookout and, and at my own leisurely pace. Pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on a diet after this segment. Have a safe and happy fourth, Mike and Bob. Thank you so much for joining me. Adam Roberts, thank you for producing the show today. Uh, whatever you do, uh, be safe and uh, be good to your neighbors and just have a great July 4th.